0: Don't forget our podcast available everywhere. Just in any search engine, just type out Speaking Out America podcast and you'll find it. And also be sure to join us weekdays at our new time, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time here on CRNTalk.com. And we're talking a little bit about the movies Also, a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by Reverend James Harden. He's got some new information. He actually sat down with Ron DeSantis not long ago to talk about what he's looking for in a president. Interesting to note today, the polls came out, Trump's still 50% ahead uh, of the Republicans. DeSantis, around 28%. See, the thing that people don't get, and 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 really right now, the polls are worthless. Polls are really worthless because it's too far ahead. Nobody's made their final decision, although I think you could argue that the, uh, the intensifying hatred that people have for this administration uh, is driving the desire to put Trump back in office. That's clear. We have an immoral federal government. It's immoral. If there's this much trafficking going, if they were a moral government, they would be preventing people from coming over the border en masse bringing with them child predators, drug cartel members, drugs themselves that are being funneled in via Chinese labs. If we were a moral country and Mayorkas was a moral man, he would be morally indignant by what's happening. Same with, with uh, Biden. Oh, you know, there's, a, there's an article surfacing around. It won't be out there very long, but it's a, a tell-all, I believe Axios, about how Joe Biden oftentimes will lose his temper and he berates people in private. People don't want to deal with Biden because he'll snap at them. I've often uh, said that Joe Biden is a man who is vindictive. Uh, He is embarrassed about his dad not being successful. I think he got teased. I think that he, uh, for some reason, he was chosen as a politician from this little state in Delaware. And, you know, Delaware is what used to be the credit card capital, I think. Now everything's shifted to Iowa or South Dakota. But uh, Joe, Joe Biden ran opposed. Nobody ever, he, he made a career out of being a senator, a powerful senator. And, uh, but you see him in operation now, and he's spiteful. I think losing a son, losing his wife, I think getting accused. He's like, you know who he's like? He's like that scene in A Few Good Men, Jack Nicholson or Colonel Jessup. It's like, how dare you question my authority? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. That, that's, that's Joe Biden. Very condescending, doesn't feel like he, he lies to the American people with a smile. And he knows he's lying, which means that, you know, if you want to know if someone is moral, only a moral person could be offended by immorality. Only a moral person could take offense at seeing an immoral act. And you see that, that Biden clearly is on the take. You see that he's made a lot of money. He's not being honest with the American people. And the media is backing him up because they want a place at the table. You know, Kim Brown over at ABC, she wants Mary Baker to get on Air Force One because she knows that if Mary's got the scoop, her ratings go up. That's all this is about. This is about having a place at the table. Yesterday they had Ginger Z giving us this update of the floods from the Northeast, citing that it's because of human-made climate change. I almost fell off my rocker. You know why she says it? Because Ginger Z wants a, a seat at the table. She's in on it. She wants everybody to believe that it's okay to lose your rights, like Bill Gates. People are the problem. People cause these floods. And what do we do? Slop it up like, uh, you know, porridge. And, uh, but getting back to the sound of freedom, there's a real pivotal moment going on in this country. And this is what I observe because I'm celebrating the fact that next week Tom Cruise is going to come out and he's going to make another $100 million off this movie. And it's going to piss the people off on the left because they're sitting there going... They're making all these stupid remakes. They're making all these virtue-signaling movies that mean nothing to anybody. They're, they're targeting and grooming. they got this new Barbie flick that is a specific grooming mechanism to recruit young people into this idea that it's okay to be transgender or lesbian or gay. This is what this is all about, and this is the trash that comes out of Hollywood. So, yeah... I'm going to be celebrating Tom Cruise next week, and I'm going to go see Sound of Freedom this week with my daughter. You know why? Because I want to stick it to the left. I want to say, stop messing with me. Give me what I want. And, but while you're at it, grow some some huevos. The people in Hollywood make me sick. And I grew up there. My roots are from Hollywood. I loved the Hollywood machine. I used to walk looking around for celebrity. I loved it. And now it's trash. So let's celebrate pe- people like Tom Cruise. And you know why they continue to be successful? Because they don't do what Hollywood does. Because his instincts are right. You said he was being transferred because he was in grave danger. That's correct. You I said he was in danger. I said grave danger? You said is there I any recall other- what I, I said. I can have the court reporter read back to you. I know what I said. I don't have to have it read back to me. Lieutenant Kendrick ordered the code red, didn't he? Because that's what you told Lieutenant Kendrick to do. Object! And when it went back, I'm your lawyer, gentlemen. Whether I like it or not, I can't talk to the government about you even when I'm no longer your lawyer. That would be breaking my word. I'm not going to do what you all think I'm going to do, which is just slip out. Help me help you. Help me help you. Show you the money. Louder! Show me the money! Show me the money! You complete me. You know what? Uh, you know those great clips from just a snippet of Tom Cruise movies. Look at this. Look at this resume. A Few Good Men, Jerry Maguire, Rain Man, Mission Impossible Plus Seven, Edge of Tomorrow, which I still watch every time because I just love the action. Uh, Maverick, Top Gun, uh, Jack Reacher One and Two. I think they have three. Oblivion. Eh. Valkyrie, Great movie. I could watch that anytime. Tropic Thunder. One of the best Tom Cruise characters I've ever seen. Collateral. Great movie with Jamie Foxx. By the way, Jamie is supposed to make an appearance uh, after his heart or brain. I think he had a brain uh, hemorrhage. Minority Report with Steven Spielberg. War of the Worlds, which I just recently saw again. Uh, what's the other one here? The Firm born on the 4th of July. I mean, who wouldn't want that kind of resume? You know, and I think often about this. The guys worth about half a billion dollars, probably more. And I think, man, is he really giving all that money to Scientology? You know, I uh, I'd love to meet Tom. I I'm, I'm a fan. I could talk movies with him all the time. Tom, you give me a call. I got a comment line. If you want to come on my show? I'll talk to you about anything you want. 941-800-2937. Well, one of Tom Cruise's get his handlers to, I tell him I won't embarrass him, I won't make him feel funny, I won't try to pry. I just want to talk about the movies and why he thinks he has been so successful. 941-800-2937. Who knows? Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Tom Cruise on the show uh, in a minute. Jim Harden's going to be joining me to talk about the latest on the abortion front, the pro-choice, uh, the pro-life front, and much more stuff that's going on. That's we got to talk about. Continue in just a moment. You're listening to Speaking Out America. I want to read to you Matthew Dismet. I follow him on Substack. Matthew. Uh, is the guy who wrote about that mass formation psychosis that we were all under the spell when uh, when we were dealing with the fog of the pandemic and COVID and being driven to fear by our media and being told that uh, every one of our neighbors, even our kids and our family, could kill us. Remember all that? I remember it. Um, I'll never forget it. And he writes a good article about censorship today. And, of course, this is front and center what's happening with our government that we've learned recently and last week a ruling was made by a Missouri judge who declared that the government has no right no right to pressure or censor free speech in America, even if it's on social media and strangely the left is uh, caught up in this idea that they have to protect the people from misinformation or disinformation Think about that for a moment. Somebody else wants to decide what you are able to see because they're afraid that you are so stupid that you will just believe anything. And then you'll go out and do some violent act. That's always the argument against free speech. They've been using that argument in Scotland, in England. You know, now it's risen to the level where your speech cannot offend anyone. If you offend someone, that is seen as. An act of violence. So the governments of the world are coming up with all these great tools to censor information. The UN has 100,000 employees whose job it is, is to scour the internet and put up red flags for things that are against the narrative of whoever is setting the narrative. Probably the World Health Organization, uh, the International Monetary Fund perhaps, the EU, Belgium, I mean, the elites are there, and they are calling the shots. And a lot of the funding comes from, guess what? George Soros and Bill Gates. Billionaires. I said last week, I said, where are all the conservative billionaires that are funding protests? Where are all the conservative, rich billionaires from the right who should be out there doing what George Soros and Bill Gates are doing on the left, which is basically corrupting everybody with money to push forward their agenda? an agenda that is so wild that they're even coming up with these ideas about how to shed sunlight from the sun to prevent global warming. And they think they can do it without any consequence. You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Hello? And so right now, the big push is towards censorship, and censorship is a terrible thing. I, I almost believe that every person who gets elected should be forced to watch or read 1984 from George Orwell and then sign some kind of declaration that says, we will never go this path. Because it sure seems like a lot of people have forgotten or they're not aware of the dangers of censorship. You cannot have a free society when you have busybodies who are going around incarcerating people for speaking their mind. There's a reason that our founding fathers gave us the First Amendment. And they didn't give it to us, by the way. It's our God-given right to be able to speak. It's our God-given right to express our opinions in the public square. And today, the public square is social media. It doesn't mean that anybody can get on the radio or television and spew a bunch of garbage endlessly without being critiqued, but let the market make that determination. Uh, I, I used to have a problem with the way the movie makers would rate movies. And they would give a, a movie an R rating because it showed a little bit of a breast, which. But you know that was the regulatory system back then, and it was a, I don't know, a common, agreed upon level of decency. You know, maybe they were right. Maybe it was better to censor things of 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 a uh, moral, uh, visually moral, you know, uh, the breast or the breastfeed. But you know, not that I have anything against breast, but I think it what it meant was. There was a, a a commonly well understood among all Americans that this is decency, this is the line, and you don't cross over it, mainly to protect children because you don't want children to grow up with a false or an erratic sense of what morality is. And right now they're having drag queen shows, and that's okay, and they're having... Uh, pride parades, and you have men showing their genitals at library reading parties, and they're saying things like, we're coming after your kids. How do you expect people to behave? People on the left say, oh, you know, the people on the right are so homophobic. Well, what do you expect? You know, when I was growing up, if, if there were people acting like they do today, they would have been arrested and put into jail for lewd behavior. Now lewd behavior has been normalized, and that's the problem. And people who are against it are censored. So Matthias Desmet writes that it might not be such a bad thing to hear dissenting voices about Ukraine. Not because I want people to support Putin, but because there would be few wars if everyone made the effort to periodically listen to the supposed enemy. That is exactly what is made impossible by current Censorship. For example, Noam Chomsky, known liberal, has said that it was easier to listen to Western channels in the Soviet Union under communism than it is now to listen to Russian channels today in the United States. You can be flagged if you forward some email from someone or post something that came from the Ukraine that shows what's really going on there. But people in the West are being shielded like little children. Uh, Matthias goes on to say, Chomsky knows a thing or two about censorship. He's written a very sophisticated theory about it. Censorship arises through a multitude of psychological, economic, and sociological mechanisms. Being able to see the complexity in the rise of censorship is important. This is how you avoid the paranoid belief that all censorship comes about through a single centrally controlled grand conspiracy. It's also how you avoid the reverse, the radical denial of centrally controlled censorship. Psychologically, the two are connected. As long as there are people who don't see conspiracy anywhere, there will be people who see conspiracy everywhere. And it's a great Substack if you can find it. It's entitled, Is There More Censorship? from Matthias Desmond. And you'll probably find it on Substack. But I'll make a further observation about why the American West or many people in the Western society, are falling for this idea of censorship. It's because they don't want to take responsibility for asking questions. It's far easier for a human being in today's society to just hand over all responsibility to the experts, to government officials, to government agencies with alphabet letters, because they're the experts. So a person naturally will take a vaccine because they trust the experts. They trust the the medical community. They don't see that the profit motive has completely destroyed the healthcare industry. What they see is a paternalistic relationship between the government and the citizen, where the government basically takes all of your worries away. You don't have to worry about anything anymore. We're here to help you. And what ends up happening is people will slowly start to become like children. And they'll not question any narrative. And that's what time we're in right now. Be right back. You're listening to Speaking Out America. Dr. Reverend James Harden joining me in just a moment.